0: Welcome back to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice. I am your favorite host, Johny.
1: Wrong. Nope that's that's my title. Favorite host, Jared.
0: Can we just is that a
1: thing? Is it is that what we do now? We argue sure. about favorite hosts. Let's
0: just be co favorite hosts.
1: Um. Okay. That's we're, cool.
0: We're your favorite podcasters. Yeah. De and Jared. What
1: did we talk about last week, Johny?
0: Last week we talked about board game rules gone wrong.
1: That's true. And what are we talking about this week?
0: This week we're going to talk about party games. Party games. All about party games. What are they? What games do we like? What games do we hate?
1: What games do we never want to play ever again?
0: Yeah. What games are ruining the industry?
1: Yes. Uh, Specifically, I I, I wrote it on here. I want to talk about how you have 160 logged games of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, my
0: God. So that happened when I first started logging games on BGG. And I...
1: (laughs) Yeah explain your way out of this one
0: yeah i really can't other than um each game of cards against humanity is supposed to be up to just a certain number of points
1: Uh Yep, that's true and
0: i played a lot of like several hours worth of games wait
1: i'm confused i tried to
0: estimate and it was Uh, stupid and i messed up and i did it multiple times by accident and
1: aren't you just supposed to play until you've looked at every card
0: well, I'm pretty sure I've seen every card like four times,
1: oh. at least. See, I've never read the rule book because I don't know how to read, but I'm 100% sure that it says something about play until you've gone through the deck several times.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. But Is that not what it says? No. That's no. the way I
1: think everybody plays it.
0: Pretty much, I think everybody just plays it while they're sitting around drinking or, you know, hanging out and they just play it and try to be horrible and laugh. and.
1: For the record, for the record. I know the rules to cards against humanity. I I know I know that that's not what you do. The joke was that that's what people tend to want to do. It
0: really is. I mean, even before Cards Against Humanity with um basically the game it's based on apples to apples. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my in-laws family, my in-law family loves apples to apples and they just play it until everybody's sick of playing.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't really ever particularly need to play cards against humanity ever again
0: yeah i could go without ever playing it again i know that i won't be able to because i have some non-gamer friends who absolutely adore it and you know it's something to do when you're just sitting around so
1: yeah but you're looking at the same yeah i mean you can see the document that we have here for the rundown There are so many other games that you could play instead of Cards Against Humanity. I
0: agree. And I'd like to try to get them playing some of those games.
1: And that's actually what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So let's get started.
0: start out with my current favorite quote-unquote party game yeah uh which is secret hitler
1: secret hitler yeah
0: um i know it's really popular with a lot of people right now mm-hmm. in fact i think it's really kind of fun and relevant yeah that max temkin i believe is one of the designers
1: um yeah he's the like publishers. the main guy
0: yeah so they recently sent a copy of secret hitler to every single single u.s senator all of them all 100 of them
1: is it 100 or is it... Yeah, there's which two one, senators for each state. Which How many congressmen are there? Like 400? 400 wow. and something. We really know.
0: Well, I did used to work in government. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's two senators in each state. And they sent yeah. a copy of Secret Hitler to every U.S. senator and explained the idea behind the game shows that sometimes it's really hard to figure out who among your um, co-workers and such might be Working against you, mm-hmm. and how that very likely happens in government. And even though the game's set in 1930. 1933? Yes. I, yes. Could, I knew it was 33 34. Uh-huh. So the game's set in 1933
1: 34, but. Nope, just 1933.
0: Okay, 1933. But it's relevant uh, Look, to a wanna, lot of people now.
1: I don't want to have to explain to people in person when they accost me about that date being wrong.
0: Okay, 1933. The game is set in 1933. But to please. many people is considered relevant. Please
1: tweet Matt. at us if you if you want to complain about John D. Please tweet at us. Oh my
0: god, I'm not a history buff. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's great. They posted Temp- Matt Max Temkin on his Twitter. Posted a video um, that included the body of the letter that they enclosed with the game, mm-hmm. and they showed. All the packaging and all the letters that they had um, individually addressed to all the different senators. So I just thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, well, we can post a a link to that. If you you think that that's funny and want to look at it,
0: we'll post a link. i will
1: put that in the episode notes. Uh, We've gotten a little bit off track here. Let's let's. Here's what I want to talk about. What I wrote here. Let me fix this because there's a typo. No one will ever see it. Uh, Party game replacement games. So what does that mean? Well, how many times have you been to a gathering of of friends and they're like, man, let's play Cards Against Humanity at 100 times? Well, I mean, I've been to a few of those and they're not fun. The first couple of times when Cards Against Humanity first came out, I bought it. I thought it was funny. I I love apples to apples. I have probably a thousand apples to apples cards, whatever is available. I have almost all of it.
0: And those types of games are really fun, especially when they're new.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Cards Against Humanity. Um, What was that thing that that guy said on Twitter?
0: I hate Cards Against Humanity because it basically takes conversations you have with your friends in jest, puts it down on cards for people who want want to feel good about themselves, pretend to be naughty to play the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, You're not wrong.
0: Not entirely. You're not
1: wrong. Because I really think... I've played Cards Against Humanity with a fair number of people. And a lot of I'm I'm not trying to get like political or religious or anything here, but a lot of people that you wouldn't think would play cards against humanity. And I think they do it because they're like, oh, if it's on the card, it's okay if I say this, these things.
0: Yeah, it's like it's it's their way of being naughty. It's
1: a secret. Yeah, it's I'm not the one saying these things. I'm just doing it to be funny
0: or I'm just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do.
1: And I just okay. so here's the deal. My problem, my number one problem with Cards Against Humanity is look at what cards you have, play the the what you think is the funniest one, even if it doesn't match with the clue or the, the prompt card. Right. Um, one of the best card combinations I have ever had. There's two really good ones that I want to talk about. Um, now, I'm going to misquote the card here, I'm sure. Please do not tweet me. I don't care. It was Kanye West's new album features the sound of Kanye rapping over blank. And the other card that I had was Kanye West. So I had a black card and a white card that went together. Like, oh, they're both Kanye West. Hilarious. The other one was, what did Sean Penn bring to the starving children of Haiti? Or whatever that card is. And the other card I had was Sean Penn on a horse. Something about his glistening chest. Hilarious. But of course, both of those I lost because someone had one of the dirty cards. And we're not going to say we're not going to say any of those because we're trying to keep this family friendly. But if you've played Cards Against Humanity, you know what those cards are. That that card combination is hilarious.
0: It's hilarious. Actually, in pretty much that exact thing. Some, and this is maybe because I'm a horrible person. And it's not a dirty card, but I always enjoy it. There's one that's something about um, spankings or something. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was funny because it fits. You know, you spank <laughs> the ch- starving children of Africa. Yeah, I mean, sure um but yeah so or
1: like the dead parents one there there's a dead parents one and there's there's two there's a lot of cards that seem to go together like there's a black card and a white card. card about dead parents yeah
0: the dead parents card i had that card the last time i played I had that card in my hand the whole night and there was a couple of times that it would have been really a good card to play. Yeah,
1: but you would have lost anyway because someone well, would have played one of those cards. I didn't dirty want cards. to play
0: it because somebody at the table's mom had literally just died oh. in the past week and I oh. just didn't feel like it was a good time to crack that joke. Okay.
1: Yep, that's not good.
0: So, but I am, generally, I did like the apples to apples and cards against humanity type yeah. game, but honestly, I'm sick of both of them.
1: Right. And, and I've written a few things here um, and you've written a couple things here. So, what would you recommend as a replacement title if someone says, hey, I brought Cards Against Humanity to the, the picnic or what? I don't know what people play picnics, but let's pretend there's a picnic and you've brought Cards Against Humanity. What would you bring instead to be like, don't play Cards Against Humanity play?
0: You know, it really depends on the group. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would I would normally I would jump on saying Super Fight. Yeah. However, I learned that with some groups that even if Cards Against Humanity works well with them, Super Fight does not.
1: Well, right, Superfight. Okay, for the people that don't know, Superfight it's a similar kind of game to Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples. You have someone that's the judge and you have cards you have to play out of your hand to make a thing. But one of the main differences is you have to explain yourself. And actually almost all of the games on here are like that. You can't just play a card and be like, "I played the funny card, I win." Like, okay, you played the funny card. And
0: I think Channel A, you can kind of not have to explain things because yeah. the cards themselves are funny right and so, channel a i think could even be played with people that aren't into necessarily anime because it's just putting a bunch of funny things together to make a title
1: yeah channel a is uh it's very similar to apples to apples cards against humanity what you've got is you've got cards that have various just just short words phrases um that you use to make an anime title so the um the producer i believe is what they call the the guy that's the judge Something like that, yeah um You draw a few cards and you pick like, okay, I want a robot anime that has magical schoolgirls. And then your job is to play cards to form the title of the anime. Like you might have like amazing super wonder fight girls. Okay. What is amazing super wonder fight girls about? Tell me, tell me the plot of the anime.
0: And that's where you might lose some people. Yes. The people that just want to play cards and laugh and move on aren't going to be into that.
1: And, okay, so X Machina, this is what, we've, we, what we have written. Ex Machina, Channel A, Snake Oil, But Wait There's More, Dixit, Superfight, or Red Flags. They're very similar. Um,
0: X Machina is Ex probably... Machina we've
1: talked about before. Have we? Yeah, we talked about it, I think, in the first episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: It is one of my favorite party-style games.
1: It's very... If you've never heard of it...
0: It's obscure.
1: It's, it's basically Snake company. Oil. It's basically the same game as and Snake Oil. And I
0: haven't Oil. played Snake Oil, but you have told me that. Yeah um it's from
1: what's her name like um, margaret something
0: her name's joan 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 Wendlin. um the publisher is blood and cardstock games Mm -hmm. super tiny little company she self-publishes everything they have
1: a tiny 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 booth at gen con like
0: she's usually sharing a booth with somebody else and just has a little table and if honestly if you're lucky enough to spot her sit down and play a game with her whether it's ex machina or one of her i actually own like several of her games and they're all pretty fun
1: I think I just have Ex Machina.
0: I've got Ex Machina. She's also got one called Showbiz Shuffle that when my daughter was little, her and her friends loved it. You're, it's, it's another. It's a movie-style game. And okay. You, you, know, you could count this as a party game. Like you've got cards. Some of them are directors. Some of them are uh, female leads, male leads, female supporting actors, male supporting actors, and then different styles of movies that each of these people can star in. And you're trying to put these together and make the most movies in the night. Okay. Or, uh, you know, in, yeah. Of, in, of, in the game. Yeah, and, I
1: kind of get that. So and, it's kind of like, it's kind of like those other games. Then. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's actually pretty fun. And the art's really fun. It all alludes to, it's caricature style art. And it's really, I mean, I really, the Blood and Cardstock games, she self, like I said, she self publishes everything. Right. Um, But if you ever see her at a convention or, you know, look her up, we can put a link to.
1: I should, it's probably just her BGG, like designer page. Yeah. That'd be the best um i mean i don't know maybe she has a website i don't know we'll, we'll figure that out and we will
0: looks like you can pick that. up you can pick up um ex machina online in a couple of places okay, so cool. I, you know i highly i highly recommend a lot of her games they're, they're pretty fun they're all and all of her games could could really fall into the party game genre at least all yeah. the ones i've played
1: uh, so basically the way ex machina snake oil but wait there's more the way those work is you have someone that's like hey i need a product i need a product for i'm I, i'm a a construction worker i don't know something like that and i'm a
0: company i need an inventor to invent something that does this
1: yeah so you have a bunch of cards and you can use them in different ways like maybe two or three depending on which game you're playing you put down a certain number of cards and you've got like an atomic rake holder okay tell me about that why should i buy that and i think one of the specific examples on snake oil is like you're an Eskimo and you needed like a refrigerator. I don't know. It's on the back of the box, but that company is out of business. So I, I guess we can not out, out of Ex the box. Machado, one of my
0: favorite things that she's, she's thrown in some things that aren't real. Yeah. What's that game. chemical? Uh, it's like T32 yeah. chemical or something. It's it's yeah. completely not real chemical. Um there's one that's like a good good looking salesman mm-hmm. that you can throw in yeah. and yeah you, know, you get the right person like somebody like you or somebody like my husband oh, yeah, I don't ever show that up. will just pitch the most ridiculous things and
1: What was my uh, in Superfight I had that hobo or uh, redneck. a redneck You had a redneck you had a
0: redneck and mm-hmm. he was marrying everybody and yeah you dominated Superfight with with a redneck it was <laughs> ridiculous
1: Um and Red Flag is very similar to that except it's about relationships and like, oh, hey, you should break up with this guy because I have a card. See, I've got he has a uh, bad posture. Plus, also, he has stinky feet. Right. Uh, it's kind of dumb. All, all of these. You know, there's, a,
0: <laughs> there's
1: a kitten. Uh, all of these games are kind of.
0: <laughs> Cats go with board games.
1: All, all party games are kind of like this. You know, you, you've got
0: yeah. some people
1: won't like them uh dixit is on this list because it is very similar to cards against humanity and apples See, I've, to apples, I've been but...
0: told that it's very similar to mysterium
1: so yeah it's mysterium but without this isn't fair what i'm about to say is not fair i love dixit but it's mysterium without the game so dixit is just like someone says a phrase or a word you put you all put down these cards with pictures on them and then you shuffle them you flip them over and then everybody bets they guess which card was the right card and you get points if someone guesses your card and yours wasn't the one you still get points it's it's fun it's a good party game it plays there's one version i think that plays 12 players
0: well that's Um, party yeah
1: it's it's fun but um it's not the best game i've ever played
0: so another style of party games that's really popular right now are like hidden role yeah type games
1: the resistance coup secret, secret hitler, hitler two rooms in a, a boom uh, dracula's feast is coming out soon um it's well i tried to look it up but it's
0: <laughs> some of the some of the really popular ones you'll hear about is like the resistance or coup and those are our games that we say you know, replace them with other games because there are other games in that genre that are better.
1: I've played the resistance a lot and Secret Hitler is basically my replacement for the resistance at this point.
0: For me, Secret Hitler is a replacement for Werewolf.
1: Secret Hitler is really great in person. A lot of people play it on Tabletop Simulator and I do not understand that. How can you play that online over the internet with strangers
0: i don't you think it would be as them. much you can't see you can't see if somebody's like not doesn't have a very good poker face yeah or... yeah I,
1: I just can't imagine that that's fun online
0: yeah i think that would be right weird. now
1: i've played it online a few times and it's, it's not fun but apparently people think it's fun
0: well so i my very first introduction to these hidden role style games was werewolf And anybody that's been to pretty much any convention, you're going to see, you've seen people sitting around a circle clapping, doing, doing this or snapping or whatever, playing that stupid werewolf game. And I really hate that game. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's just, I find it. it, It's, if you're one of the people that is unfortunate enough to be eliminated in the very first round. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is awful because then you You sit sit there, there. You
1: can't do anything. You can't talk unless you're playing with the ghost Which is one of the very special secret
0: right? So I think if you do like a game like that, try the one night ultimate werewolf. Because it's only one night. So whoever's eliminated, it's not like they're going to have to sit there for like 40 minutes while you play the whole game. It's just one night. Everybody goes to sleep. Everybody wakes up. Game over.
1: Now, when I demoed that at Gen Con, I hated it. But who am I to tell you a game is bad?
0: Well, if you like that style game... Of the two, I think the one-night ultimates are far better than just regular, like Werewolf or Werewolves of Millers Hollow.
1: My replacement for Werewolf would probably have to be Two Rooms and a Boom. And Two Rooms and a Boom,
0: it's a social deduction, hidden role party game for six or more players. Uh There are two teams, the red team and the blue team, which immediately makes me start thinking about red versus blue. Right. Anyway, the blue team has a president, the red team has a bomber. Yes,
1: at the end of the game, you want the president and the bomber to be in the same room together. But there's also a bunch of other roles that modify the rules, and
0: so is the president. Like the like lovers
1: a, want to be with each other in the same room at the end of the game, and they win if they're in the same room. They have different victory conditions. Okay, there's.
0: I can see where that would be more fun than just sitting around and playing werewolf.
1: Yeah, um, and and unlike werewolf, two boom, two rooms in a boom is timed. Like, there's a maximum amount of time because the first round is so many minutes,
0: And so is One Night Ultimate. It's got an app Mm -hmm. that pretty much walks you through the whole thing. And, you know, the actual deduction part where you're, like, pointing at people and switching around the little tiles and stuff isn't necessarily timed. But everything else is. And I think
1: that was my problem with it was because – and I wasn't trying to cheat. I really wasn't. But when you're moving pieces around on a board and someone touches your piece and you can – hear them touching your piece and then you wake up and your piece, you you wake up. Well, the the game does tell you,
0: the game does tell you to reach out and move your piece around before you open your eyes. Well,
1: that's fine. That's fine and all, but it just did not work for me.
0: It worked out in the group I played with. I played with some people just sitting around a big table in their kitchen and it worked out really well. Might've been.
1: Feel free to tweet at us if you disagree and think that I'm an idiot because I don't like that game.
0: Well, and, and it's still not my favorite game, but if I'm going to play a game like that, I much prefer One Night Ultimate to, mm-hmm. to just the regular werewolf. Because I hate games that have elimination, early in the game elimination. I don't know what you mean. Right. The rules. Yeah. Pl- Things that eliminate people. Yeah. I get a player elimination if it's later in the game, but where you can be eliminated basically in the first round. No, I just at, think that's sucks. Like
1: at Geekway and Gen Con, there's always like huge, huge games of werewolf. Like we're talking like 40 people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you die on that first night. You, st- you still i mean i guess you don't have to sit there but
0: but if you want to play in the next game you got to sit there it's just it's i i i hate games that have early in the game elimination yeah it's, it's awful i just it's awful at least at least in games like um a- another party game actually cash and guns cash and guns yeah at least that one there is player elimination but it's not going to happen in the first round
1: yeah unless you're well, dumb enough
0: to not run away when you have three guns. it has out. happened you, in to me f- i mean it can happen <laughs> But it's not generally going to happen in the I first round. I think in the
1: game, one of the games that I played with you, that happened to me. Because I was like, you guys aren't going to use all your bullets on the first round. Come on. And then, yep, dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. But generally, it, it it doesn't tend to happen in the first round. So I, pref- I, mean, it, I, I prefer games that don't necessarily have a complete player elimination. Because yeah. the whole reason to look for party games is a game to be able to include when you have a bunch of people together. Yeah. So then if you pick one that's going to eliminate people early on. That's no fun.
1: Right, because I defined a party game as a game with few rules, lots of laughs, and many players. So lots of laughs means, okay, well, you guys killed me in this game within the first five minutes.
0: But I don't care because it's funny. Right. <laughs> I You know, I would add to that, at least for adults, that uh, party games would include games that you aren't going to get completely lost if you are having a little bit mm-hmm. to drink.
1: And speaking of games having a little bit to drink, so a lot of people... Count Munchkin as a party game and fine. Uh, My problem with Munchkin and I realize before you guys get your angry tweets and your pitchforks out. Yes, I am currently backing Shakespeare Munchkin on Kickstarter.
0: I thought about it.
1: I am. Full disclosure. I am giving them money. But not important. What is important is instead of Munchkin or Flux or those other type of games that are really fiddly. Smash up. I, I had a conversation earlier today. Someone completely disagreed that Smash Up was a replacement game for Munchkin. But to me, it's the same kind of game. It has the same kind of take that mechanics. the same kind of like screw your friends. I mean, yeah, you're not kicking down doors. You're not looting the room. You're not pretending to play a role-playing game. But if that's what you want, play Red Dragon Inn.
0: Right. Red or Dragon play Inn. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah.
1: Play, play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but Red Dragon Inn, you know, your, your D&D character has... Finish their adventure. They're at the tavern drinking, laughing, having fun. And I gambling. will add that
0: you do not have to drink to play no. Red Dragon Inn. No,
1: you do not have but to. But if
0: you are drinking, it's not a game where you're going to get completely lost and be like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Uh,
1: please drink responsibly. We do not advocate uh, alcoholism or whatever. We're just telling you how it, how it is.
0: We advocate. Um, we advocate fun. Yes.
1: Fun, responsible fun.
0: I don't mind having a glass or two of wine to the yeah. point where I'm giggly. Mm-hmm. Makes a game pretty fun. Sometimes we tried to play um, the cat stacking game when we'd been drinking wine, mm-hmm. and not my favorite game in the world. But when you've been drinking, it's kind of funny. Well, any dexterity game, to, yeah.
1: But we'll let's save let's save that for a dexterity game episode, which is somewhere on here, uh, yeah. So Red Dragon inner Smash Up, definitely. Now I like I do like Flux. There's a new version of Flux coming out, like with math. I, that'll be really interesting to see how that goes, but. But yeah, just try Smash Up. Just give it a try. If you like Munchkin, you'll probably like Smash Up.
0: Now, I will admit, I'm not a fan of Munchkin. Mm -hmm. However, I have found situations where it is exactly the game I'm looking for to play. Uh, If I want to introduce somebody to that genre of tabletop gaming at all, where where you're trying to understand that you have a character and the character can only wear... You know, can only hold one two-handed weapon or two, you know, those type of games. Munchkin's a really great um, gateway for that. And it's also, I found, they have a children's version of it called Treasure Hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, My nephews love it. So in those situations, I will very happily play Munchkin, but almost any other situation, I won't.
1: It's a great 20-minute game.
0: That lasts like four hours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, a lot of people play Pictionary or Charades or something at parties. Now, the, some of these, in my opinion, are not 100% games. So, Pictionary, it's an activity. Charades, that's an activity. It's not a structured game. I'm not saying that you can't play these things. Of course you can. Of course you can. Just stop listening to me. What? Don't play listen what you to want. me.
0: We're just trying to give you other games to try if you like If you like Pictionary.
1: Yeah. Um, Here's
0: some other things you can try.
1: Telestrations has been my replacement for that kind of game.
0: So I discovered Telestrations the very first year that USAopoly was at Gen Con. Yeah. And that game was getting ready to come out. And I just happened to have been walking through the the exhibit hall, which was about half the size it is now. That's
1: really, it's out of control right now.
0: And they were just like, hey, do you want to play this game? We have one more spot at the table and my feet hurt. So I was like sure why not and i sat down and i was playing this game with a bunch of complete strangers and it was hilarious i had a lot of fun bought it on the spot
1: so the way telestrations works it's very similar to i can't wait for you guys to google this
0: (laughs) it's a mixture of pictionary and telephone
1: yes it is um so there's a game well again it's not a game but there's a thing called eat poop you cat And basically, what you do is the first time you you have some paper, you write down a word or phrase. Then the next person, you pass that off. The next person draws your word or phrase. Then the next person takes that drawing and writes what they think it is. Then they pass it, draw, pass it, write, pass it, draw. So Telestrations is that exact game, except instead of having to use paper, it comes with some dry erase markers and like a flippy book, like a dry erase flippy book.
0: Which I have learned that those dry erase markers do not work after you've had the game for like 10 years.
1: Probably not. And they also you need to you need to wipe those boards off as soon as you done. Immediately. Yeah. yeah don't Which just I've always put been real in the box.
0: I've always been real annual about that. So you can my my, my boards are still really good. Yeah. The flip boards. I need new markers for mine.
1: My recommendation if you buy Telestrations, just ignore the cards. Just like the cards are like schoolhouse. If you're playing a party game with adults, just ignore the cards
0: now I have seen I haven't bought it but I've seen that there's the Telestrations after dark yes version yes and I kind of want to pick it up I
1: picked it up specifically just for the extra boards okay um you know, I, I've played a few times with the cards if you're playing with a group that's like uh, I we just want to drink we don't want to think about like oh god I have to be creative the cards are fine right but if you're playing with a group of people that like you know are gonna put some funny stuff on that board throw the cards out
0: i can see that i can see that
1: there's also in that same vein again not a game it's an activity called fishbowl the group of people that i play it with called it something different um but basically what you do is you have a bowl and everybody takes three pieces of paper writes down a word or phrase you fold them all up you put them in the bowl the first round you can use words be like okay let's say Let's say your word is McDonald's, so you might say something like, "It's uh, it's the it's the, ho- uh, the home of the golden arches," and your team is going to be like, "Oh, McDonald's! It's McDonald's!" The second round you have charades, so you'd want to be like, "You can't see what I'm doing. I'm making like the the M from the golden arches. Does this look right?" Yeah, that looks or right. like a hamburger eating a hamburger. Um, the third round, you get one word, and it can't be.
0: It can't be like it's Golden like, Arch. It's like or... a combination of
1: like Taboo, Charades. Um, Which Taboo charades. still
0: holds up as a fun game. It, it, especially if you go a long time without playing it and then pull it back out. Yeah. Still holds up.
1: But it's like Taboo, Charades, and something else that I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know what game Codenames you can just say. What, yeah, like code Names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Wits and Wagers.
0: I have never played Wits and Wagers.
1: So Wits and Wagers is basically like, it's it's sort of a trivia game, but you don't have to know the answer okay so someone like okay so i couldn't tell you a specific example but basically like okay how big is america well i don't know i don't know how many square miles america has but i can guess and then you can be like oh i think he is close and you can like bet you can wager on whether or not my wits are good enough (laughs) but there are three games and i forget who prints them um called terra america and fauna and it's basically the same kind of idea like it's a trivia game you don't have to know the trivia you just have to kind of be able to guess and convince people that you know what you're talking about
0: are you is wits and wagers one that you enjoy or one where you think there are better games to replace it
1: well i think wits and wagers is is fine if you're playing with the right group but i you know my problem with trivia games is you've seen the card you know the answer there's right. only so many times you can play through that you, you don't have to know like i don't know how long the golden gate bridge is i don't know but i can guess and uh you know maybe if you have no idea you can be like yeah that sounds right so you know you, you got you got options there if you don't want to play with some wagers they're the same kind of basic idea but you got a little bit more options there um and then there's just some party games that don't really fit in, like, oh, this is a good replacement for this. Right. Like um Codenames.
0: I don't really think... Codenames isn't really party. You only play it with four people.
1: Oh, no. You can play it. You can play Codenames with however many people you want. Really? Yeah. You just got to split off into teams. I played a game of Codenames with 12 people. Okay. I mean, it, it's your game. You can do whatever you want to.
0: I guess I can kind of see that. I, I feel like... It plays best at four people.
1: I mean, with a larger group, the 30-second timer or whatever, two-minute timer, three-minute timer, whatever timer comes with, is not going to cut it. But if you play it like... (laughs) Right. If you play it like game show style where it's like, okay, you can buzz in, but you got to talk about the answer. Yeah. That works.
0: Now, you know, I think these would... Games that that I would say kind of are close to the party game genre, I am not a fan of them, but lots of people like things like Exploding Kittens yes i do not like it i think it's dumb
1: um i think it's uno but it is less i bought
0: it because i was like "Ooh."
1: yeah i backed it on kickstarter because i i guess i I didn't know i I mean i i watched a video but i was still like oh that looks really fun i didn't really realize
0: you know i'm not sorry i backed it because i do love my meowing box yes yes but beyond that my nephew's like to play it so I'll play yeah. it with them. but beyond that it's it's I'm not a fan. Now
1: what do you think about joking hazard?
0: I've not played joking it's,
1: hazard. It's um it's it's over there. It's I've on seen that it. box right there. I've seen it. But it's it's made by the people that made cyanide and happiness?
0: Okay. I've I've read a lot very, of cyanide and happiness. Very famous web comic. Yeah. Which um, we'll put a link yeah. to see some cyanide and happiness.
1: Joking hazard is basically you're completing the So cyanide and happiness is a three panel comic. And joking hazard, you've got some setup, and then you you're making the three-panel comic, and it's supposed to be like, oh, oh, funny, 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 funny. It's fun, but it's again, it's one of those like, I have a funny card, I'm gonna play it. But this, you know, setup for a joke often has to have follow-through, so maybe that one works a little bit. One that I really like, that apparently not a lot of other people want to ever play with me, is Spyfall.
0: I haven't played it before. I'm familiar with the game. I don't think I would want to play that with you.
1: See, I don't understand. <laughs> why, why doesn't anybody
0: <laughs> want to play Spyfall?
1: So spy fall, you have a spy, you have a bunch of people that know where they are and you have to ask questions that are like, Hey, do you think this place is safe for children? And if the spy's like, Oh yeah, it is. And you're on like a, a casino in a volcano. No, that's not a good place for children. I think you're a spy. If the spy figures out where you are, then the spy wins. If you figure out who the spy is, then everybody but the spy wins. Right. Um, I put this on here. I don't think it really goes on here. Uh, we didn't play test this at all.
0: You know, I think it's a, party games is probably the closest genre to put it into. Yeah. It's along the lines of like Flux or whatever, where you yeah. don't. There's no rules to the there's game. There's no. Rules. The cards are the rules. You play. You just do exactly what the cards. You
1: could says. lose on the very first. Like, oh, I drew a card that says I lose. Cool
0: or oh I drew a card that says if you're wearing a green shirt you lose. Yeah. Well, crap, I'm wearing a green shirt. But the nice
1: thing about that is unlike Flux where it can either end in 30 seconds or 3 hours. <laughs> we didn't play test this at all. Pretty well if you're playing with a you know, six people, it's not going to get around the table more than once or twice.
0: Now, you know, and I will say we didn't play test this at all it is a great game to stick in your purse or Whatever. Yeah,
1: it's just a very small deck and of cards. And if you're
0: sitting at a restaurant waiting for, you know, you have an hour wait to get in or whatever, it's a really great game just to sit out to pull out. And yeah, it's time with.
1: it's always in my bag for Gen Con.
0: Yeah, it's a good it's a great time filler. We'll
1: talk about that actually. One of the future episodes, we're going to talk about what games you should bring to throw in your bag at a con.
0: Yes. So another party ish game that I definitely I, I haven't gotten to play it a lot, but I think Raffle is
1: yeah.
0: fun. Um. People my age, and we won't say exactly what that age is. Uh, yeah, a million. But Yeah, uh, yeah a million. Aren't <laughs> going to be as good at it as, say, somebody my daughter's age. Because yes. my daughter's age has grown My daughter has grown up texting. Why don't and she you, knows all the texting. Why don't you
1: tell our listeners exactly what that game is?
0: So when you put with Raffle, you get a very well-known saying or quote from a movie or whatever. And you have to abbreviate it like like insanely you know, with just first letters or very quick abbreviations with the smallest amount of letters as possible and then get other people to guess w- correctly what the saying is.
1: Right. And you have to, like, sort of bid on how many letters you're allowed to use.
0: I think so. It's been a while since I've played. Yeah. But.
1: So it's by John Kovalik, the the guy that did all of the art for Munchkin, basically. Um yeah. He's designed a few games. But. Yeah, there's like a board and you have to put your pawn on it for how many letters you're allowed to use and you want to be the lowest number yeah. but also be able to guess.
0: Because if you if you bit, if, if you try to do it with too, le- too little amount of letters, then people are going to be like, "Uh, I got nothing." Yeah. So, it, it's it's kind of a
1: But the more points you have, like the more letters you use, the worse you are yeah. unless you so asked. we got
0: to play this with john Kavalik at the gen con that it was coming out mm-hmm. and somehow i beat him at the game yes and he gave me a free copy because i was like joking and he was like oh you beat me at the game and yeah. i was like i should get a free copy and yeah the, he, like, the totally booth gave we were me at, one, like
1: Cryptozoic or Cryptozoic, whatever yeah. he was just like hey can we get her a copy and the lady was like
0: uh sure i, I guess we can? can i guess we can do that i don't know yeah, so and he so he gave me a copy and signed it. And yeah. I've only gotten to get it back to the table a couple of times since then. But it's a fun little game, and, and it's easy. It, it's definitely very few rules. You really could just completely get rid of the board and yeah. just play with the letters. Yeah, and... you could
1: just throw the rule book away and just text each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're advocating.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... Just
1: ignore the rules about how the points work and just play until you've seen all the cards.
0: But it, it's a fun game and it's easy to teach people. And I can see a lot of uh, hilarious things happening. If you're sitting around playing that game, drinking wine yeah. or something again, drink responsibly.
1: Um, I also wrote 1000 blank white cards, which again, not a game. You basically just have like le- legitimately a deck of cards that are blank and you write stuff on it. You want to make your own version of flux. That, that's what that is. You mm. make it up as you go
0: and a lot
1: of people play with you know you seed you seed the deck make a few cards Mm -hmm. and then mix a few blank cards in there and if you draw a blank card you're allowed to write on it and make up the rule to the game which this is not for everyone this is not going to be for everyone but if you have a group of friends and you're just looking for like oh man i wish we could make a game that was just for us this is this is what you do this is perfect and um I mean, it's going to lead to some interesting situations. It's kind of a legacy game. I mean, sort of. But uh, it, it again, it's more of an activity, I think, because there's no points unless you make points on the cards. Draw one, play one unless otherwise stated.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Can we also talk about Deception or uh, Murder at Hong Kong? Deception sure. Murder at Hong Kong. Sure. It's the full title of that game. Now, did I make you play this yet?
0: We? I have a vague recollection of possibly having played it. Explain it and I'll tell you if I okay.
1: played it. So one of the players is a murderer. You have eight items. You have like four clues and like four evidences. Like you have a a, a a method of murder and then like something that was left behind at the scene. And everyone's an investigator. One person is the murderer. One person is the actual murderer, but is pretending to be like, oh, I'm going to help with the case. So you go around the table. Everybody because has to. Serial try to...
0: killers often return to the scene of the crime. Yeah,
1: I mean, I haven't ever seen an episode of Dexter, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. No. No. Doesn't no. the guy? He's a serial killer, but he works well, the police, helping yeah, them find the serial killer.
0: Base. Yeah, because he ki- he only kills serial serial killers. Right. Um. So yeah, I guess it's kind of about that. But... but.
1: But it's like it's like a social deduction game. You just go around the table. You try to figure out who did it. And how they did it. And then you go from there.
0: I think maybe we played it. hmm uh, I think I
1: brought it to the store one day.
0: Yeah, I think so. We often play... Uh, we have a board game group that gets together almost weekly and plays games at a local store.
1: I would so. say several groups. I mean, really.
0: It's really like two or three groups that sometimes come together. Yeah. But generally, there's like two or three of us that are always in the group. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now... I, I see that you're looking at this. The o- I wrote I wrote this. The only party game that matters is Loop and Louie.
0: You put Loop and Louie literally <laughs> on every list of games we ever make. <laughs> now, for anybody that follows us on our website, I posted a, a a blog about games to play around Valentine's Day when you want nothing to do with Valentine's Day, or games that are anti Valentine's Day. Yeah, and. I put a lot of effort into talking to people and coming up with, uh, with games for that list. But Jared insisted that I put loop and Louie on there. Yeah. And I asked him if there was a reason. And he said, just cause I want it there. Yeah. So if you look at that blog, I literally say this is here because Jared wanted it here. And why not play a silly fun game yeah. on Valentine's day?
1: If you have no idea what loop and Louie is. <sighs> okay. So here's the deal. It's about a drunk crop duster that's flying around dive bombing chickens
0: i've only ever seen loop and chewy
1: it's the same thing yeah okay but it's a chewbacca in the millennium falcon it's a a drunk man in a red biplane like like red baron style biplane um that sounds like the dumbest game in the world oh it's so good it's so good i don't know why he's drunk i don't know why he's attacking the chickens i don't know what these chickens ever did to him
0: i've watched video videos on like instagram of people playing it and it looks it looks ridiculous it's
1: it is a lot of fun
0: um it also reminds me of that what's that game uh cranes or something you have like a crane on your head and you have to try
1: Mm, to pick things up yeah 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 i know what you're talking about it
0: reminds me it's like stupid fun what is that game called i don't remember oh
1: well someone can tweet it at us but yeah, you, you put that plastic crane on your head and you got to pick stuff up and like build it.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, it just, those are the kind Something of games. Deluxe. I call I call games like that stupid fun. Yeah. Because they're stupid fun.
1: I also put a few things. They're not going to work as party games, but they work with large groups of people. Space Alert or Space Cadets or Red November or Captain Sonar. Mysterium. Mysterium. And we're not going to talk about a lot of those no. in detail, but,
0: you uh, know, Shadows over Camelot. Shadows
1: over Camelot. Yeah just go on board game geek look them up watch a few videos and if you like them you like them
0: you know if you have a big group of people but you're gamers you want to play an actual game but you have like seven or eight people these these are the games as you know skip all those cards against humanity and all those and go straight to something like shadows over camelot yeah or
1: or start a dungeons and dragons campaign
0: that's a lot of work it
1: is a lot of work do you want to talk about kickstarter can we talk about kickstarter
0: Sure. Kickstarter. What have you kickstarted lately oh, that giant, you want to talk about?
1: Giant killer robots, heavy hitters from wet workshops. Oh, you guys. So, like almost everybody that I was with at Gen Con last year, we sat down we demoed this game. Oh, my God.
0: Well, it funded in four and a half hours. Yeah. Fully funded. Yeah. And they were looking for $100,000. And they're well over that yep. now.
1: But basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. Giant killer robots. You... <laughs> it's a, a, a like straight up 4v4 1v1 whatever 2v2 brawler however you want to play it you're in a giant robot you roll dice the goal is that you're trying to knock down the other players advertising billboards that are on these buildings and replace them with your own and also blow up their other robots
0: now it looks like this is from cryptozoic and is that w- oh it's cryptozoic Co-
1: okay let's i didn't know yeah, that
0: Yeah, it says uh we workshop mm-hmm. and cryptozoic yeah now, I'll say for me, Cryptozoic is like a hit and miss kind of yeah. like 50 percent of their games. I'm going to love 50 percent of them are just. Eh.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think they necessarily have any awful games, but they have a lot of just meh games.
1: Right. Um. What do you so what do you what do you bring to the table for today for Kickstarter?
0: Well, I haven't actually backed anything on Kickstarter for a little while because uh, my money situation hasn't been as great as it as it has been in the past. Right.
1: So please send those advertising dollars our way.
0: Yes. And However, we will use them
1: on Johnny's Kickstarters.
0: <laughs> However, there are a few that I'm eyeballing right now. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Barely Working. Okay, it's from Lazy Wolf Games. I want to point
1: out something before you talk about it? Koalas are not bears. They
0: do not say that they're bears. Koalas are the bad guys in the game. Uh huh. So that does not mean because there are also foxes in the game. It's just uh,
1: a fox is also not a bear.
0: Yes, it's not <laughs> so necessarily it bear, about bears. A so, Japanese panda. I think the, again, I've mentioned in other, in other episodes that I immediately will lock into games that are, that have cute art. I just, I like cute. Yeah. So this one I happened to notice, I think I saw a, like a sponsored ad or something Mm -hmm. for it on, on Facebook. And so I thought, oh, that art's really cute. And I also am always looking for games that I can play that I enjoy that I can play with younger people. Right. And so I looked at this one and, and the basic, the overview of it, you're, you're the newly elected mayor and you have to attend and bid at a five day bear auction in hopes of creating a prosperous society with a diverse workforce.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: So you're actually, it's kind of. (laughs) kind of like the bears are up on slave auction block or whatever okay and you're bidding on these bears that are going to come work in your city like they're going to let them live and work in your city okay cool and there are bad guys in the game like the i think it's the koalas that Mm -hmm. are bad guys there are like there are 35 so what comes in the box you get like 35 bear cards and those are all bears they're actual bears these are the bears like banker bear and I don't know if there's a librarian bear. I know there's a banker bear because I'm looking at the card right now. Mm-hmm. But then there's action cards and action cards are where you're going to see things like the koala and the fox are at like a booth that says we sabotage for for a turn. Okay, cool. So it's just, it's a cute little game. It's not real expensive to pick up. So I'm really, it's already fully funded. So if you back the game, you're going to get it. So I'm really considering backing it. You can back it and get a copy of the game for around looks like 21 dollars us dollars okay cool so Uh, definitely affordable
1: so since this episode is about party games uh they're doing a kickstarter right now for an expansion for monikers which i'm not going to get into whole a whole spiel about that because we're running short on time here but if you're interested in monikers if you're interested in another party game there is a kickstarter right now for an expansion for monikers and i think one of the rewards you can get you can get like everything they've ever printed but it's another one of those party games that you know if you're into that kind of thing you're into that kind of thing and if you're not then you know don't don't back it
0: (laughs) well and there's also if you're looking for a party game from a from a from a well-known company there's also we've mentioned before macroscope Mm -hmm. is still up yeah for mayday um it's not going to be up much longer so,
1: so if you're listening to this in the future, it it, it may be too late. Actually, that's how it. every Kickstarter works. If you're listening to this in the future, probably every <laughs> Kickstarter we've ever talked about is far too late.
0: However, look for because it, it's from Mayday Games, and it will most definitely hit your local family, mm-hmm. you know, your 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 friendly local yeah, uh, gaming store. So, it's definitely one to look for. It's looks it looks like fun, cute art. And Mayday has a really good reputation of making great family games. Yeah. So.
1: What recipe do you have for us this week? Well. Tacos. Some taco taco. Taco roll ups. Taco roll ups.
0: Super easy to make. Uh, If you have a bunch of friends. Very cheesy. Yeah. (laughs) Only
1: only cheese. It's
0: not only cheese. It's
1: only cheese. How many different kinds of cheese?
0: Well, it's got uh, cream cheese. That's a cheese. It's got shredded cheese. Also a cheese. And sour cream, but that's not cheese. Mm, It's dairy. It's
1: not a cheese. It's the other half of the cheese. (laughs) <laughs> right it's the other thing it is
0: it, if you've got if if you have a whole room full of um lactose, uh, lactose intolerant, people. intolerant people uh taco roll roll ups are not that. for you but they're super cheap and super easy to make and i'll throw the recipe up on the website but you know there's lots of great foods that go great with a board gaming knife yeah. cookies chips and dip
1: beer and pretzels
0: beer and pretzels if you're, you know
1: drink responsible etc cetera, etc cetera. say no more say no more
0: so you know party foods there's so many great party foods out there
1: you know what you should definitely do order like 16 pizzas and then just have everyone's greasy hands all over, over all of your, your board games. yeah
0: we'll have a future episode about sleeving
1: yeah oh boy will we and ever.
0: whether or not you should sleeve games you what should games sleeve to sleeve. every game i don't sleeve all my games But,
1: but yeah, we'll, we'll be posting that recipe on the website and you can go check it out. We'll also have the link to it in the episode notes below or above or to the side. I I don't know how, where it appears in your particular podcasting client, but we'll have it.
0: Yes. And, uh, board game people in the Western part of the United States, there is a convention going on this week. SaltCon is happening in leighton Layton, utah which is basically salt lake city i'll be there so if you're there come find me at the daft concepts booth
1: you can find her because she has giant red hair
0: i don't have giant red hair <laughs> but i do have very bright red hair and i'll probably be wearing leggings because i like to be comfortable what's
1: that company called lulu Lularo. Lularo. yeah Not a big fan. Sponsor.
0: Uh, you nuts. wish they
1: were a sponsor <laughs> oh my god
0: be so excited so yeah if you're gonna be there Come, come see me. Say hi. Say hey. I listen to your podcast, and do I'll have, be... Do we have
1: swag we can give them? I don't think we have anything. Not we can give yet. Them.
0: Someday we will. You just
1: give give them. How about this? I will give you a handshake. I will reimburse you for this, Jondi. If someone comes and says, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. It's nice to meet you." Give that person a dollar. No. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I will give I them a the handshake. I try. I will say, "Great, nice to meet you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only, like, like. what if I put, like, an asterisk and, like, restrictions apply?
0: Yeah, okay. So, also, in one of our, in our last episode, we mentioned the nominations for the Golden Geek Awards. Yeah. The nomination lists, the finalists are out okay. on Board Game Geek. So, now is the time to go and vote.
1: Sweet, and we'll put a link to that, too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And voting, does, the way it works is you'll look at the list and you rank them from your favorite to your least favorite if there are games on the list that you have never played, skip them. If there's only, say there's 10 games on a list, there's only three games you've played. Number rate one, those from two, and number yep, three. Yep, rate those yep. from one, two, and three. And that's how you vote. And definitely, I think you just have to be, you have to be a BGG member that has a avatar in order to oh, vote.
1: okay. Okay. So, well, so there, that, that is the restriction then.
0: That's the, that's the reason you have to have an avatar to vote. Other and that than costs that, geek gold yes like
1: I don't know like five dollars worth it's, it's, I, it, know.
0: I mean a lot of times you can earn it if, yeah. you, if you've been on the site I've never other than donating I have
1: like 500 geek gold or something I don't know where this comes from
0: uh I well I've donated to I haven't this year I didn't this year but I have oh, in the boy. past donated to them uh yeah so anyway go vote for your favorite games some of my favorites are on there some of my nominations. Uh, made the final list so i'm super excited about that london dread one of my favorite games right now is on the list so definitely go and vote for your favorite games on bgg
1: um all right guys so that's about it for this episode i do want to again talk to you briefly about social media if you could like comment subscribe (laughs) (laughs)
0: tweet at us yell at us us,
1: subscribe send pictures of food to
0: us and it doesn't have to be our recipes say hey this is a food we love to eat when we play board games send us a picture hey we're sitting around playing board games look we're eating pizza getting our greasy fingers all over everything no don't do that don't do it but you can send us a picture if you are doing it we'd love to see the picture
1: uh but we we are currently available on itunes google play stitcher uh i've submitted to a few other places we're waiting you gotta go through some red tape Um, but yeah, if, if we're not on your favorite podcasting program, tweet at us, send us an email, let us know, and we will do what we can to get on those platforms because the more exposure we get, the more people that listen to our podcast, I mean, we, we're not making any money. We don't have any advertisers, but tell all your friends, (laughs) tell everybody in your gaming group and, um,
0: tell us things you want us to talk about. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'll take we'll take episode suggestions. I mean, we, we won't necessarily do them. We can't respond to every email, but
0: Because we're gonna be inundated with them. But we'll read them. Yes, we will. So you can contact us via our website, www.eatchitanddice.com.
1: Yeah. Um you can also email us at podcast at chit and dice. Well, I don't know why we're saying it that way. So people don't think we're saying something different. Yes. yes. Uh, That's fine. E-A-T-C-H-I-T-A-N-D-D-I-C-E dot com or not dot com. If it's Facebook or Twitter, Instagram.
0: We're Uh, on all of them. And and one or both of us is very active on all of those. So the messages will be seen.
1: Um, So our next episode, we're going to talk about making games family friendly or
0: playing games with playing
1: games with kids, how to adapt games for kids
0: benefits uh, of playing games with kids There's
1: specifically i very much want to talk about I'm you a spoiler right now there's a role-playing game by monty cook called no thank you evil
0: i've seen it and i am it's very in, interested in it's it.
1: in that box right there uh so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about other stuff like that and we will see you well we won't see you but you'll hear us on the next on the next episode uh so yeah i think i think that'll just about do it
0: I feel like it kind of sucked, but it was better than the last one we did that sucked.
1: Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Ginger, do you want to say? Do you want to say anything to the podcast people? No. That's the John D, that, Dee yeah, That come on, that me. come on. No one's gonna believe that. No. All right. So uh, until next time, play. We need to come up with a good like outro, right? I mean, yeah. p- Play.
0: Like I said, we need a tagline.
1: We do need a tagline um we don't have one we're just just listen to our next episode until next time listen to our next episode
0: (laughs) we'll come up with something if you think that you know of a fun food slash board game tagline you think we should use tweet it at us
1: we will not pay you or compensate you in any way we
0: will thank you on our site
1: we will we will thank you on that episode when we first use it and then we'll forget to thank you on every future episode yes we will (laughs) not on purpose just we will forget yep um okay well until next time i've been your favorite host jared
0: i'm your other favorite host Dee. Nope, nope,
1: nope we
0: agreed that we're going to be co-favorite hosts no you agreed too
1: i don't think i did
0: you did there's a recording of
1: it there is not okay well bye everybody eat chit and dice is a production of swin media and is distributed under a creative commons license attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international